All right, we're starting Daf Tzadidalad at the uh, Amar Rav after the two dots, about eight lines down on Tzadidalad. And yesterday, um, we were discussing the distance when a, a person, when we, what, what do we call, what do we consider derech or chayka? Okay, we had a machlaikis, and um, we had a machlaikis, just to jump back into it, we had a machlaikis brought down in the Mishnah. Rabbi Kiva says, Min hamaydiyan velochutz. Sir Velazar says, Miskuvas hazara. The Gemara jumps in to discuss Rabbi Kiva Shita. What is the distance from Maydiyan lechutz? Um, and we brought down yesterday Shitas Rabbi Yechanan. That's going to be important today. Shitas Rabbi Yechanan, who said that a person can walk. We, we put timing, timing of the day, into the amount of time a person takes a person to walk. We said a person can walk 10 parsas, which is 40 mil. Um, every single day, and we discussed uh, that Ula said, based on that, that Minamidiyan Melechutz is 15, must be 15 mil. Why? Because it takes, um, we know from Sedaim, right, we brought down Rechanina, which is also going to be important, we're going to ask some kashas on this today, that it took from, we see from Sedaim, the time it took from Alois until Nates was 5 mil, from Shkia till Tseisachachavim is 5 mil. Therefore, the whole day is 30 mil, right? The remaining 30 mil, because we said a day is 40 mil. And if we split it in half, that's 15 mil, because the Zman Karim Pesach is from Chatzais. So what we're saying is, if you're 15 mil away, which is half a day, then you can't get there during the Zman Shechita. Right? We're talking Zman Shechita, Zman Okay, so now we're, th- we're going to discuss this. We're going to discuss distances today. Um, today is one of those Gemaras that uh, I'm not going to say nobody, but I don't think anybody really, really, really understands. Certainly not how it corresponds with science, but we'll try to do our best to explain it on a basic level in a way to understand Pshat in the Gemara. Amar Rava. Rava says, Shitsa Alfei Parsi, Have Alma. The world is 6,000 Parsas. And Rashi jumps in to say, what do I mean when I say 6,000 Parsas? That is... It's hekaf hilachachama b'seich hachalal and mizrach lamarv. The the amount uh, of distance that the sun travels when it goes from east to west is six thousand parsa. Okay, like we said, a parsa is uh, four mil, so that would be twenty four thousand mil. Okay, so but six thousand parsa. V'sumcha durakia alpha parsi. The thickness of the sky is a thousand parsa. Okay. Chada Gemira, Chada Gemara, Chada Svara. That one is a Gemara that he learned, that's a tradition he learned from his Rabbeim. That his Rabbeim said that the world, again, the world is 6,000 parsas. What does that mean? That means the distance, like just remember to keep that in mind, the distance that the sun travels, according to Rashi, distance it travels from east to west, 6,000 parsas. And then one is the Svara, right? And he's basically going to go out to tell you that if I know that the day, when does the sun traverse from east to west, cross from east to west, that is ostensibly from <coughs> Nates until Shkia. So therefore, I know that the Zman of Alois to Nates and Shkia to Tzais, if it's going 6,000 throughout the whole day, is going to be 1,000 on either side. And that's going to be math based on what we just said. Like we said, like we said, 
That's 40 mil. Okay, those will automatically translate it. So 10 parts is 40 mil. Like we said yesterday, is hey millen. Is five. Mishkia sachama atzisachachavim is also chamisha milin. That's five mil. Nimsa oiv yav sharachia echad mishishim bayon. So therefore, that leaves us how long from nates until shkia? Thirty mil, right? So we see that the zman of um, the, the zman of alois to nates and shkia tzeis is five mil, which is one sixth of the whole day, right? If the whole day is thirty. The person travels 30 mil during the whole day, and during uh, Alois, and during Shkia, it's 5 mil, so that means Alois and Shkia are each one-sixth. So if the sun travels the entire day from east to west over 6,000 parsas, that means that it takes, what's the distance of the, quote, smicha durikia, the thickness, which we're assuming that the sun comes out that's, it's coming out of the thickness of the sky, whatever that means, during that time period, and it's going away during the, it's piercing through the sky. So it must be, if that is one-sixth of the day, so we see that the, the thickness of the sky is 1,000 parsons to high one-sixth of the whole world. Does that make sense? Math. Good. Okay. Meisvei. Uh, one technic- technicality is here. So the Gemara is making like there's some sort of assumption that the Gemara is going from east to west and then it just kind of goes up. Right? Like, where's this thousand? But anyway. Okay. Mesve. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer. Rabbi Yehuda says, so but we're going to ask Akash on this, right? We came, he, he came and uh, he says, Rava says that it's 6,000 and 1,000. Mesve. Rabbi Yehuda Aymer. Oyvib Sharachiyah. That the thickness of the sky is not one six, but rather one ten. Teda, how do we know? Because Okay, that we're going to stick with. Esar parsus is, is the amount of uh, a person can walk, which is again forty mil. Arbas milin. He can go only four mil. Arbas milin. Okay, so he's saying, or Yehuda's saying differently than we just said, Ula. Now this is Reb Yehuda uh, Tana, okay? That, it's not 535, right? Five um, alois, 30 for the whole day, five for Shkia. But he says rather, it's 432, four. We call that one-tenth, that we're saying alois is one-tenth. I guess one of them, the only way I can understand this, is really one-eighth, according to the same question we were using before. Five into 30 is one-sixth. Four into thirty-two is one eighth. So I, th- I think, but I think, I think exactly. I think he's going, um, you know, mila mila bar as opposed to mila gav, right? He's saying it's really one. It would be one eighth as we just cheshben, but he called it one tenth because he was saying it's one tenth of the total, which is fine. But I just wanted to point that out. Okay. So, um, but either way, what do we see here? We see that the thickness of the sky, right? We're saying that the sun crosses through the thickness of the sky during the alois and shkia periods, on the way in and on the way out. Thickness of the sky is one-eighth, or one-tenth of the total, one-eighth of the time it takes to go from east to west. And Ula said it was one-sixth. Okay? So, Tiyufta Durava, so definitely, that's, uh, I said, okay, that's Rava. Rava said 6,000, 1,000, so that can't be right. Rava's out. Tiyufta Ula, because Ula was, he was the one originally that said, Right, that a half a day is 15 mil. And that's not true, because Rabbi Huda says a half a day is 16. Right, it's 32 divided by half. So that's wrong. What do we, we also struggle with Rabbi Yechanan over here. Rabbi Yechanan said 
that a person can go 40 mil or 10 parts the whole day, to which Rabbi Yechanan says, no, Amar Lach, it's not a, it wouldn't be Shvar Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan can answer, Ana be a mama who da Amri. I was telling you how long the day is. The Rabbanon made a mistake. They, they didn't realize, Ulan Rabba, when they said it's five mil, they didn't realize that sometimes people, they leave earlier than Alois. Yeah, when they start their morning travels, normally we would think that they start from, you're right, you could go five. You could go five if you start 20 minutes earlier, right, or whatever the amount of time is. Right, so you could leave earlier. They didn't cheshben ula and rabba did not cheshben that people start going a little bit before alois, and sometimes they will stay on their travels a little bit later than uh, tzeis, and therefore that's why they said five. And uh, don't you can't hold me, Rav Yechonon, responsible. My numbers are correct. It's the way they they broke out my numbers. I said forty. Rav Yehuda says forty. We're not arguing. It was just a question of how to break it up. Now lemetab to tuf to Rav Chanina. So, should we also say that this is Tiyuf to the Rechanina? Right? Rechanina said that I saw that when they left Sedaim and they got to Tzayar and it was five. And there was Chomay Hashacha Allah. And then they got to Tzayar and it was Hashemesh Yatzala Aretz. That's uh, Alois Tenet. So that should also be a Tiyuf because he said five and I saw that that was five. And uh, here Rabbi Huta is saying it's only four from Alois Tenet. So the Gemara says, no, shiny. Yeah, we said in the Pasuk, they rushed. So we're not saying that a person can't cover that distance, can't cover a distance of five. We're talking about what is the normal pace. Normal pace, normal day, right? Uh, you know, a day, a six to six day, normal pace of a normal person. What's the standard pace? That's what we're discussing. We're not, of course, if a person runs, they can, get the, they, they can cover more ground. He says, Vayitsu, they, they hurry. Now, within these manim, it's important just to, I don't go too far into this, but um, the mill, when we talk this, we're talking timing here. Okay, now we're going to go, we're going to ask, we're going to basically pile it on Rava, and then we're going to move on to something else. So we're done with as far as understanding these, these cheshbonis of, of five mil. But a mill, essentially, we're talking here about something that's very, very negea, right, to us, right? What is, what's a lace, what's, what's, what's shkia, right? So the, there's two, uh, there's a machlekes in how long a mill is. It's either 18 minutes or 24 minutes. But just to point out, right, so if, if you say it's four or five, right, that uh, Rabbi Yehuda holds, uh, uh, this is my period is four, so if you say it's 18, that's four times 18, which is 72 minutes, okay? So that is the 72 minutes shita that we hear. There are others who say it's, which means there's a lot to work out here, that it's, it's 24 minutes, which means that it's 90. Well, either, so if it's four times 18, it's 72. If it's five times 18, that's 90, right? Or if you say mil is 24, then it's either 90 or 120. So what is these man? So Tesis over here starts to, uh, he asks a question from Brachas. Then in Brachas, we said that Zman Bein uh, Hashemashas is plus a Ravim mil, it's three quarters of one mil. So how do we understand here that Bein Hashemashas is either 72, 90, or 120, depending on how you and how you break it down, right, between the, between the two shitas and the different times. Um, and he says, so just to point out, he says that there's a difference. Here we're talking about from the beginning of Shkia. That's from when the sun begins to enter into the Oive Herakia until night. And over there, we were just talking about what is the last Zman of Shkia. Okay, either way, none of these manam are the Zman that a lot of us, or a lot of us may keep, which is 42, 
um, you know, or something or three stars, right? So none of these zmanim. And there's uh, is one of the if you ever go on like your your app and you look at like you know what time is Tesef Chavim, and then if you go into like the settings, you can see show like all zmanim, and you'll see there's like thirty. I mean, it's right. I mean, this this is a very. But I just wanted to didn't want to move on and discuss this tomorrow without saying that this is four mil. If you say mil is eighteen, that's Rabbeinu Tam Shita of seventy-two minutes. Okay. Anyways, going weiter. Tashima. Mitzrayim. So we're going to ask on, and what we're going to pile on now for a little while is Rava said that the world is 6,000 parsa. The way Rashi explained it is the distance that the sun travels from east to west throughout the day is 6,000. Now, just to, for this Gemara and for all these Gemaras, uh, I have to understand that a lot of, I mean, there's, there's Soydas. These are Gemaras that are not meant to necessarily be understood without going into the Amkus of Torah, of which I, uh, I am not, certainly not qualified. Um, and so, so, just to understand that some of these things, both when we talk about the, the numbers and both when we talk about the astronomy of things, that the, the way the Gemara presented anything to do with astronomy, which is going to be, we're going to get into next there, here, is that it presents from our perspective. Even though we know we know that, that, right, that, that, these, that we, the, the earth, orbits around the sun, and then we have the mazalos, which also orbit around the sun. Okay, they, they are outside of us. So the sun is inside, and then there's us, there's the earth, so you have the sun, the earth, and then the mazalos, right, that are on the plane, which we're going to discuss in a second. If anybody really wants to like, understand a little bit more about this, there's a great uh, video on YouTube. Uh, Ura put one out. It's under... Uh, Shmorg one or something that they call it, but Ura has a great video if you want to understand how the sun movements. Um, still not going to help you understand the Gemara though. So, but okay. Anyways, uh, Tashima, the Brisa says Mitzrayim haya Arameas parsal Arameas parsa. The Mitzrayim was four hundred parsa by four hundred parsa. Mitzrayim echad mishishim bekush. It's one sixtieth of kush. Kush echad mishishim by the one sixtieth of the world. Va'olam echad mishishim began Eden. Began. Began echad mishishim be'Eden. Be'Eden echad mishishim be'Gehenim. Nimsa kol olam kulei kikisa k'der Gehenim tiyufta. We see that the whole world is a setup for uh, um, Gehenim. Either way, I did I did run the numbers on the spreadsheet over here, and it seems like we're talking about hundred and twenty-four trillion parses, if my math was correct. Okay, a lot more than the 6,000 that Rava said. So it's Tiyuftan Rava, it can't be. Whatever that number works out to. Tashima, Ditana Debeir Eliyahu, Reminasin Oimer, Kola Yishav Kuloi, Tachas Kaychav Echad Yeshiv. Okay, that the, our entire civilization fits under one star. How do we know this? So you look at one of the constellations. If you're into that sort of thing, you go up at night, you look at one of the constellations. And no matter where you are in the world, you're going to see that constellation in the same place. No matter where you are, you're going to see it. You could find, you can always navigate to that point. Okay, so therefore, now, uh, So we see that the entire civilization is resting, so to speak, under the star. Now, Rashi explains that the Gemara t- takes this as an, a straight-up assumption that the entire Yishuv that we can fathom is, let's say, a thousand parsas. Right? It's at least a thousand parsas, maybe bigger. A thousand parsa would be 
um, each parasha is four mil. So that would be four mil. Uh, so that would call 4,000 miles, right? So let's just say, I mean, we know that Rashi is saying in our times definitively that the entire Yishev is 1,000 parasha. So if the whole world is only six parasha, 6,000 parasha, sorry, then that means there could only be six stars. And there's a lot more than six stars. We can look up and there's a lot more than six stars. From each star, it follows us where we go. And therefore, it must be that the world's a lot bigger than 6,000 parasha. Tiyofta, right? Kasha on you, Rabba. Next, Tashima. Egla bitsafain v'akrev bidara. Okay, that, the, when we look at the mazolos, right, these are the star, the, the mazolos, right, the stars, the constellations. So the zodiac. So Egla, which is, which is Tla, that is in the uh, north. And Akrev, which is Scorpio, that is Bidaram in the south. Okay? And that is, everybody will see that in the northern sky and southern sky. No matter where you are on earth, if you look one way, you'll see the other way, you'll see the other one. Now, how many mazolas are there? Twelve. There's twelve mazolas. Okay? So, Bechol HaYishav Kuloi, Eina Yeshev Elabain, Egla LaAkrev. That everybody is between those two. That the entire civilization, that the sun only takes one hour to cross the entire civilization. Why? How do we know this? That the Chama only comes in to the Yishuv. In other words, it's only uh, uh, in its full power. The Chama is only for its power. How do we know? That knows Teida shebechamesh chama b'mizrach to all uveshevachama b'marev that to everybody that the chama is b'mizrach comes out in the east in the fifth hour and in the west in the seventh hour chatsi sheitz v'chatsi sheva chama medes b'rosh kol adam okay so we see that the whole sun is an hour there are twelve mazolos that cross throughout the right throughout the day there's a cycle so if the whole world is under the sun and that's one hour and that's within one mazol and there's 12 mazolois, and the whole world is at least 1,000 parsas, so the world must be at least 12,000 parsas. Either way, it's a lot bigger than the 6,000, Rabbi said. Okay, Tashima, Dhamma of Yechanan ben Zakai. Yechanan says, Matshuva, Hishibusu, Baskolo, Isa, Rasha. When there was a Baskol that said to, that said to Nebuchadnezzar, Bishasha Amar, what did he say? What did Nebuchadnezzar say? Ella, Alboma, say of. I'll go up. On the thickness of the clouds, Adam Elayolyon. And Nebuchadnezzar, he had a, quite a uh, inflated sense of self worth. Okay, and he said, "I am like Elyon. I'm like Hashem." So the Basco came out and said to Nebuchadnezzar, "Russia ben Russia ben ben Nimrod. You're a grandson of Nimrod. A Russia shehimrod." Right, and really, Rashi explains that he wasn't actually a ben ben Nimrod, but he came from the gener- he came from the descend- He was a descendant of Nimrod. That what did Nimrod do? He was he was hatesy, right? He 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 uh, incited everybody against Hakadosh Baruch Hu to go build the uh, tower, right, and to go up to Shemayim and fight Hashem. So what? And what was the response? Person's going to live seventy years, eighty years, something like that. As the pasuk says, now, how long is the distance from the Aretz Adlerakia? That is 500 years. Right? So if you, th- if you say each person walks 10 parsas, so that's uh, 36, 3,000, 
650 parses, if you're going with solar, per year, right? Times 500. So whatever that number is. Plus, the sky level one is, level one sky is 500. Okay, so what we're saying is that there's seven rakiyas, that it takes 500 years, it would take 500 years if a person walked vertically to get to the sky, then the sky itself would be 500 years, and then each layer, each sky is 500 years, and then in between each layer. So we're talking about thousands of years worth of walking, and a person can walk 10 parses per day at 365 days a year, so we're obviously talking about Achel Shol, Turad, Al Yerke Sebar, right? So he's saying to Machna Nebuchadnezzar, um, that Achel Shol Turad Al Yerke Sebar, that you're going to go into the depths of the bar. But either way, what do we see here? We're discussing, this is a measurement of the world, and we're seeing that it's many, many times, tens and tens and hundreds of thousands or millions and trillions of parsos, and it's not 6,000 like Rava said. Tiyufta. Okay? So that, we slugged up Rava. The world must be more than 6,000 parsos wide, and we've successfully piled on. Okay. Tanarabana. So now, going into what we discussed before, that um, there... Align, aligned the, to align the sun and the earth, and then outside of that, what we call within our celestial equator, right? If you put, if you look at, kind of step out over it, so you would see that there is a, uh, the stars make up constellations, and that we call, we, we call it the Galgal. That's the wheel of the zodiac. And that has all the, if you're into that uh, sort of thing, right, the constellations, so we have like Mazel Tlaib, Mazel Akrab, there's other, right? So there's a, so to speak, a wheel of the Zodiac that moves along with, that moves along positioning between Earth, the Earth is in between these constellations and the Sun. Okay, so this moves along. Now, again, Chachamim said, said things in the Gemara from our perspective. From our perspective, when we look at the Sun and the constellations, it looks like they are moving in tandem. So from, from where we are, we're really, we're moving, right? We rotate the sun, not the other way around. But when we look at it, it looks like the sun moves from one constellation to the other. So the question is, that we're going to have about like this here is, does the wheel, if we imagine that the zodiac is in a circle, it's in a circle, and it does exist within a circle. It's just not a perfect, you know, uh, it's within a circle. As we see changes, do we assume that the zodiacs move? Does the wheel move? Or do the individual mazalites move? Because against the box, back, backdrop of the sun, the positioning appears to be slightly different. Okay, as it passes, it, will, it, it seems as if almost, well, like I said, the sun, these things are all rotating the sun. But from our perspective, it looks like the sun moves and circles around. So is the zodi- it, are the constellations moving? Or it, does the entire wheel move? Okay, if we think about these things are inside the wheel, does the entire wheel move and spin? Or do the individual constellations move slightly? So, Tanarabon, Chachme Yisrael Oimrim, the Chachme Yisrael say that Galgal Kavua, that the wheel of the zodiac, Right, if you would imagine almost draw a wheel around all these mazolis, that the entire thing spins. 
sorry, gaga kavua, that the wheel is fixed. Rashi says like a wheel that's stuck in mud. The, yes, they exist in a wheel, but the wheel doesn't move. Umazala is chayzrin. And that which we see the sun seems to pass from mazal to mazal, it, it's that the individual mazalas go ahead and they move the sun along, so to speak. That they jump out of place a little, they turn a little to the right, and then a little, and they go back, they rotate a little to the left. They stay in somewhat of an isolated position, but they move slightly. No, he says that it's a wheel, that the wheel spins. The mazalas are fixed within the wheel, and then the wheel turns. And this is the machlagis they had. Ah, my rabbi, chubal you want to know how we know we're right? We never find egla in the south and akrab in the north. We always find egla in the north and akrab in the south. Now, if there was a wheel that was moving, right, then it would move, it would turn. And one time we would see it. Where, right, just like anything turns, your watch, sometimes at 12 o'clock, it says 1 o'clock, and then it goes to 2 o'clock. And uh, it's never always at 12 o'clock and always at 6 o'clock, right? It's going to move. So if, if it's a wheel that moves, then, then we should see the mazalas appear in different places. Problem is to us, we always see the egla in the northern sky and Akrav in the southern sky. So he says, no, that's not schwer. That's not like the blade of a mill, so apparently the blade of a mill, there's, and, and both of these, I think the way to understand it, according to Wamshan and Rashi, inama kitsunura didasha, like the pivot of a door. Either way, what we're saying is that there are multiple things moving. So the Chachmai Umas Island could be correct that the goggle, there's a wheel of zodiac that turns, but there could be an outer wheel and an inner wheel. And therefore the mazalos are turning, but within that there's an inner wheel that's counter-turning. And therefore, that's why it doesn't actually move that much, but the actual wheel, the point is, right, what do they have an argument about? Do the mazalas move, or does the wheel move? So, the Chachmei uh, Yisrael held that, that, um, the, the, that the mazalas must move, because they stay in generally in the same position, they move a little bit, right, so they can't say the wheel moves, okay, they held the wheel moves, and we said, well, if the wheel moves, then we should sometimes find what was at 12 o'clock at 6 o'clock, what was at 6 o'clock at 12 o'clock. LMI must be that the wheel stays fixed, that it, it doesn't spin around in a circle, and uh, it just moves a little out of its place within, within you know, it goes from, a, you know, one o'clock, the one o'clock position, it could be slightly before or slightly after, but it moves a little. And now we're saying that, no, that it could be that the galagal does move, but within that, there's an inner wheel that counteracts that outer wheel. And that's why Lamaisa it spins, but there's something that spins the other way within it that holds it back. And that's why the position looks a little different because they're not necessarily always moving exactly in tandem. So, and we're describing here things that have two different axes, almost like concentric circles, one on the outside, one on the inside. And just because the positioning to us always appears to be the, relatively close to the same doesn't mean they're not moving. They are moving. The wheel does move. But because one's moving, let's say, clockwise and one's moving counterclockwise... So then it doesn't appear to us to have moved much at all. I, I wasn't going to understand the Gemara today, so instead I just decided to wear my globe cufflinks. Okay? <laughs> yes. Okay, there's a globe, and it's here. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, on some basic level, I think, 
I think it's somewhat understandable. Moscow law. No, sorry. Next. Chachme Yisrael Oimrim. That the Chachme Yisrael said, So that everybody holds. So during the day, the, sky, the sun is in between the earth and the sky. Right? That we can't debate. Now, but what we discuss is what happens to the sun at night. So we have a At night, you know where the sun goes? It goes above the sky. Okay? And then when it, appears, it disappears from our horizon, it's then going up into the sky and past there. The Chachmiyam Yisraelim say no. But yeah, yes, like we said, everybody holds that the sun goes in between the sky and the earth. But you want to know where it goes at night? It goes under us. That we like their shot better. Why? Because during the day, the wells are cold. Okay? There's nothing heating it up from under. That at night, the water gets hot. How? Must be that the sun is going underground, underneath us, and is heating up the water. That we talk about that the sun goes in, in the summer, it goes in the heights of the rakia. Okay, now this is, this appears to us as well. We can see this, right? In the, sum, in the summer, the Sun sits from our perspective higher in the sky. It has to do with if you watch that video, you'll have to see based on the tilt of the Earth and our, where our positioning is in the norm, northern hemisphere. But the sun does appear higher in the sky. Okay, in the summer, so it's hot. Now, what we're saying is that because the sun is further away from the underground wells, which are under us, so therefore the water underground water is colder. Colder. It's in the southern sky. It appears, again, closer to us. Uh, it, it, it's lower in the sky, the sun. So, therefore, it causes winter for us above ground, but below ground, it actually heats more. There are four paths that the sun has. The sun follows four paths, and what we're saying is the strength, when the, sun, the strength of the sun is at full strength. Nisan ir vesivan. Mahalechas Baharim, that the strength of the sun is focused on the mountains, right? To uh, melt the snow. Tamas of Yishov, that it's focused, the heat of the sun is focused on people, right? We feel the, the heat in the summer months. What's the point? But it is in order to uh, ripen the fruits. Tishim, Echejim, that it goes in the, uh, it's focused on the rivers, that the, folk, the, the, the heat of the sun focuses on the Naharais, okay, in order to, uh, so, so we can dry up the Naharais. Tevis, um, right, as we prepare for, Tevis, Shvat, Adam, Alachas, Midbar, Shalayavish, says Ryan, that then it, the, the heat of the sun is focused on, right, these are the months where uh, we plant the seeds. And we need uh, water, right? So we don't want the strength of the sun to dry out the water. Um, so that so this helps us. This is how it helps us from a farming standpoint to make sure that we have good crops. Okay. Anyways, going back to our Mishnah. We said, Rabbi Lezer said, what's the distance that's considered there? He said, 
So the Gemara asked the question, which is you're right outside the Azara. Now you consider there a you are not going to be high of cars for not being car Pesach, even though you're one step out. In fact, the Gemara, we don't tell you, just go in, you're right here. Vatanya Yehudi Arel I. We see when we talk about Mila Yehudi Arel Shalom Mal honors Karis the Rebbe Leizer. The Rebbe Leizer holds you do get Karis. So we see if it's Bichedeshe Yasu, if it's within your ability to do, then you are going to get Karis for not doing it. So if I'm only one step out of the Azara, why don't I just take another step in? So Amar Abaya Derech Rechayka Latar Ve'ing Derech Rechayka Latame. Okay, we explained this. We had this a similar idea yesterday, basically saying you can't compare Tuma and Derech Rechayka. Now, when we talk about derech, uh, we have derech rechayka letahar, that yeah, the Torah gave a p'tur to somebody who's totally tahar, and yet we said that even though you could theoretically get there, still, you're derech rechayka, the ain't derech rechayka letameh, and we consider an ara like a tameh. That being, uh, being currently in a position that would preclude you from being in Karim Pesach would not be good enough. You would actually have to go ahead and take whatever action necessary. This is specific Exclusion when it comes to Derech Rechaika, okay, but not for Tameh, and Rashi says we consider Ara like Tameh, and therefore you would have to ma yourself. Rabbi Amar, he says, no, you're asking a Sira Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar on the Mishnah says that if you're outside the Askubas Hazara, you don't have to, you're, you're Pater, and then he says, by Milo, I'll tell you what, it's a Machaikas, Tanayim, Tanayihi, the Tanya, Rebbe Lazar, Oimer, Nemar, Rechok, Makam, Pesach, and Rechok, Makam, the Miser, Mala, Halon, by Miser, Chotzla, Achi, Lasoi, you're outside Yushalayim, Afkan, Chotzla, Achi, Lasoi. Okay, so too, when we talk about Miser, you are outside Yerushalayim, and therefore, um, okay, however, that is only if you're outside, but if you have the ability, the way Rashi learns, okay, but if you're just outside the Azara, you would have to go back in. So that is like the Tana who holds that you have to mal yourself. We see that there is, that's uh, the Tanakama within Rabbi Eliezer Shita. Rabbi Yesi, Rabbi Yehuda, Amir Mishum, Rabbi Eliezer, Chutzlasi Yasai. Okay, that we say that if you're outside of your Makaim Asiya, and since you are outside of the Makaim Asiya, like we said, we said this in yesterday when uh, we brought down the Pasuk, Rashi brought brought down and we said that it said that if you're outside of the area of Asiya, okay, that qualifies for being uh, outside for um, someone who's and therefore, so we see within here two different shitas in Rabbi Lazar, whether it's based on your ability or based on where you are. If you're outside the Mechitzas, so then you don't have to go in, that's one shita, or it's your ability if you could get in, then you must go in. Kemanaz lahadam or Yitzchak bar Yisef, who which one goes like this? Tana it says b'tmeim halachacha roiv ha'imdim ba'zara. Then we talk about the tmeim. We talk about how do we know if the karm pesach will be brought b'tmeia? We go after roiv ha'imdim ba'zara. Now Tosis here says, what do you mean? You can't have tmeim. How could tmeim come into the ba'zara at all? all? Right. We're saying what are we saying over here? Let's let's first say that we're going to count only the people in the ba'zara. Meaning even though there's thousands of people who are more to Hiram to outweigh the Tameim that could theoretically come in the Azara, we're going to count the people who are just in the Azara. Now, Texas addresses, this is a little different shot because he says you can't say that Tameim are in the Azara. It doesn't really make any sense. So he says the ones that would come into the Azara, if we would let them, they stack up at the outside of the Azara. We let the Tahirim in and then we count the Tameim that are directly outside. We don't count the Tahirim that are outside the Azara. So we count the, the Tahirim in the Azara and the Tameim that 
we would let into the Adara, meaning waiting to come in, and then we see which one has more. But either way, what do we see? That we see that there's a sheet in Rabbi Lazar that holds that even though, like our Mishnah, Chutzlas, Kufas, Azara, even though there are more people further out in Yushalayim who are time to come, we're only going to count the people that are within the, um, you know, right within the Azara. Okay. Uh, so who is that? Come on, Kribb. Yesi, Rabbi Yehuda, Shamrish, Rabbi Lazar. They were only going to count the immediate people. Like we said, that is Chutz La'asiyasai and not Chutz La'achilasai. One last thing. I'm going to Rabbi Yesi. Lefichach. Okay, so Rabbi Yesi said, what did Rabbi Yesi say? In our Mishnah, he said, you want to know how I know, how could you possibly say that outside the Azara is Rechaika? Uh, uh, how could that be considered Rechaika? The Gemara said, what did we say? Because we had a, a dot on the hay, and the hay said to, to make, basically make the word uh, irrelevant. Right? It's a miyut on the word, siyum alaha. So now we have a price that says that basically it didn't say Rechaika. It just said then if you weren't anywhere out of town then you weren't. So we have a price that learns this a little bit differently saying you want to know how I know that even outside the Chaymas Azara you're considered Derech Rechaika because it didn't say it didn't say Rechaika. It just said Uvederech Lehaya. Right, in a different Pasuk. It said, it, you want to, when we said, who's going to get karas if they don't bring? They weren't. So if you see, if you are anywhere out, out of town, if you're anywhere outside the Chaim Zara, so we have another way to understand why, even though you're not that far away and you could get there, that it's considered like Magich and Maskuba Sazara, but the Chutz Kari Derech. We see that that is considered Derech. Uh, so to... Yeah, I'll just send out the summary. It's a little late, so. Okay.